welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you would be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. We're just excited to be able to introduce you to one of our friends this morning. Um, I remember a few years ago, this was in 2002, um, Karen and I actually uh, were just dating at the time, but we went down to a little conference called the Voice of the Apostles. It really was a little conference at that point. It was in the church basement in uh, Life Center in Harrisburg. There was about 200 people. Uh, That conference now, I mean, it swelled a few years ago. They had uh, about 7,000 people there. Um, But they had 200 at the time that they did the first one. And they introduced some people that that nobody had ever heard of, uh, someone named Bill Johnson, someone named Heidi Baker, you know, just a couple people that nobody had ever heard of at that time. And it has just been tremendous and and interesting to watch uh, people become aware of what God's doing in the earth. You know, they find out about a leader, and then they begin to follow and see, wow, the Lord's really doing some amazing things through people that I had not heard of before. And so I have this honor this morning to introduce someone to you that you may not have heard of before, but in that same way that, that as you watch what the Lord does over the coming years, you'll look back and say, I remember when I got to hear this person at our church in New Hope in North Chile. In North Chile, New York. (laughs) So would you just welcome my friend Judith Blank this morning? I thought it was pronounced Chile. And I had to hear it actually several times before I kind of got that it was something different, not food. Okay, so I don't know if Jonathan actually mentioned that, but I'm from Germany, and that's where we met. (laughs) So in case something's a little funny about my accent, it's because English is not my native language. But just have some patience with me if I, like, need to look for a word, or you get the idea. So one of the songs that we sang during worship said something like, we're allowed to dream again. And I got really excited when I heard that because I love dreaming and I love to make people dream. And that's actually one of the ways that I get to know new people. And I'm super excited to be with you this morning and just get to know you. And you're all so encouraging and so welcoming. And I just really enjoy to be here. And I've traveled a little bit during the last few years, and when I meet somebody new, and we actually get to talk and maybe sit down and have lunch together and and just talk about our lives, there will always come a point where I start asking that person, so what do you dream about? What what is it that you see for your future? Where, Where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? What do you feel that you carry that God has given you to give to this world? And so that's just one of my ways to get to know people because once you hear where they think they're going or what it is they carry, it's like you get to know what's deep in their heart and not just what's on the outside. And so since I have never met most of you before, um, I just thought I'd talk a little bit about God's dreams for our lives this morning. And for me, that really comes down to understanding the fruitfulness that we are called to in Jesus. Um, 
So I remember my first, my very first biology class. That was when I was in fifth grade. I was in school in Germany. And I, I don't know, it was just so structured and so... It, it, it kind of impressed me, and that's why I've been remembering it ever since. We learned five characteristics of a living being or of what life looks like. And um, some of those characteristics were growth, movement, and fruitfulness. And I love all those pictures that God has put in creation or in nature for things that go on in our lives, in our hearts, or in our spirit. And so one of the things I want to do this morning is just take a picture out of how God has designed creation, how God has designed human beings and life, and apply that to our walk with God in our spiritual life. And that picture is a pregnancy or a birth. And this is why I call this message Carrying God's Baby. <laughs> and you'll hear why. Um, if you have your Bibles with me, just turn to Luke chapter 1. is a passage uh, in the Bible that has marked my life because it's, I found a process in there that I've been through over and over again in my walk with God and in finding out um, who I was made to be and what God created me and why he sent me to this world. And I feel like there is a prophetic word in there for you, for some of you this morning. So we'll just look at this conversation that Mary has with an angel when he comes to her and announces the birth of Jesus. And we'll see how, that, how we can apply that to us. So we'll start reading Luke chapter 1, verse 26, and we'll read till 33, and we'll go on later. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And then it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. So I know mo most Christians open this passage when it's Christmas. But I believe that all of the Bible um, can speak something to my life during all of the year, <laughs> right? So... Um, I feel like we actually miss out on some things if we, if we have certain passages in Scripture that we only pull out for Easter or Pentecost, or I don't know if that's like a holiday here in, in the States, but in Germany it is, or Christmas and, and all those holidays that we have. We miss out on what the Bible wants to tell us if we have certain passages that we only use on one day of the year. So what happens? There is this young woman. She is probably younger than me, most likely. <laughs> um, 
and this she's living life and she's engaged and w wants to get married and she's just going about her normal daily business and she has this encounter with an angel and the angel comes to her and the first th thing that he says is greetings you who are highly favored the lord is with you and then it says mary was troubled so i kind of imagine her like this the angel comes and says greetings you who are highly favored and she goes what who are you talking to you who are highly favored so what me but i feel that's what god does with us when he wants to do something in our lives the first thing he does is he comes and he says hey you're favored you're highly favored you're my favorite child you're my favorite son or daughter and because of that i want to do something with you or I want to do something through you. There's something I want to bring into this world. And he repeats it because she doesn't seem to get it. So, and we sometimes don't. <laughs> or we are in a process of understanding and, 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 and starting to walk in that understanding of who we are to him. And so he repeats it. He says, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. So the first thing God is telling you today is you have found favor with me and I am with you. And because of that, you'll do something great. Because of that, there is greatness in you. And when we understand that, that the first thing God does before he does something through us is he, he reminds us of who is in us and he reminds us of who we are to him then everything that we do in life just becomes a natural expression of who we are. Because to the human mind, um, you do something to become something. But in God's mind, you become, or we have become in him. We are. And because of that, we do things. It's not like we don't do things. We, we're not striving to produce something, but we're fruitful because that's our nature. Because he lives inside of us. And so it's just a natural result of that that things start to happen and things from heaven start coming to earth. And then the angel and Mary keep talking. And he says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Okay, so what he says to her is this. God has decided to come to this world as a human being, through a human being. And not just through a human being, but through you. This, is, this probably blows her mind. She has never heard that before. I mean, she knew that the, the Messiah was going to come, and, she, and there was a prophecy about a virgin giving birth, but she probably didn't think it was her. And sometimes we are like that. We know God is up to something, but it's probably not us that he's going to use to do it, right? God has determined to do what he wants to do in this world through human beings. That's just the way he designed it. And that's why at the very beginning, when he talked to the first two human beings, Adam and Eve, he gave them what we call the dominion mandate. He said, be fruitful and subdue and rule over the earth. And he never took it back. With everything that happened throughout history, God never took this mandate back. It's still valid today, and it's still valid for our lives. So <clears throat> where I'm going is this. 
God is, the angel is saying to Mary, you will conceive. And I want to tell you this morning, you will conceive. Or you have conceived something. There is something that you carry that God wants to bring from heaven to earth through you. There is a piece of his heart that he wants to see manifested in the world around you, in your sphere of influence. And the only way that it's going to get there is if you're willing and able to conceive it and to carry it and to give birth to it. And I don't know what that looks like for you. Um, in my life, the, this, this the thought process actually started a few years ago when I had this dream where I was pregnant. And I wasn't in the dream. I had the same age I had at the time. I wasn't married. Um, I was just, I saw myself in the same season of my life that I was in. And I was pregnant. And in the dream, I went to talk to my mother and said, Mom, I have to tell you something. I am pregnant. And she was surprised. <laughs> and I said, but listen, listen, I, I got to explain this to you. It's from the Holy Spirit, and I'm like Mary. That's what I said in the dream. Um, and then I woke up. And a few months later, I had another dream where I gave birth to a baby. And, I mean, those dreams were so real that I was, like, pondering and thinking about them for weeks. Um, I don't know if you've ever had a dream where you wake up and it takes you a while to figure out whether what you just dreamed actually really happened or if it was a dream. And I found out that it did happen, but in my spirit, in my heart, that there was something new that God had put on my, in my heart and that he wanted to birth. And Ever since then, I've been having these dreams. Every once in a while, I'll have a dream where I'm pregnant. And I'll know that God is about to do something new in my life. I'll know that there is something new that he has put in my heart and that he wants me to carry for a while and give birth to. And for me, most of the times, because I've been traveling in, in, since I had that dream, actually, um, for me, mostly those have been countries. Like, um, I would have a dream about giving birth to a baby or being pregnant, and a few, a few weeks or months after that, God would send me to a new country that I haven't been to before for a missions trip or to speak somewhere. Um, and there's been other things as well, like projects and dreams and visions. And that can look totally different for you. And so I just want you to listen to the Holy Spirit this morning about what he wants you to conceive or what you have conceived in the past and maybe he is bringing to remembrance today and maybe that's a business maybe that's a ministry maybe that's a school or maybe you're supposed to write a book or you started to write one or maybe it's a work of art um, I like to paint it's one of the things that I just do to relax and to enjoy and um, painting for me is like that process that I conceive an idea or I see something with the eyes of my heart. And sometimes I, w I feel like God shows me something, he says, paint it and give it to that person. And so I would conceive something or see something and then I would carry it around with me and, and maybe when I'm driving or, or going for a walk and I would just start to picture it and, and then until I would know which size of canvas I'm, I'm supposed to buy for it. And, and so it starts taking form. Um, 
And so it's just something I carry for a while and then it, it gets out there and it becomes manifest and visible. And so maybe that's for some of you. Maybe it's artwork or maybe it's a family or a house or something that, that you've been carrying in your heart for a while and that you know God wants to see manifested in your life. And I really don't want us to put any limits on that because I know that um, when I heard myself say house, I thought that doesn't fit in there. And then I thought, it, I, th I think it does because I think there are houses that God wants to be here in this community that, that are just open houses and safe places to receive people and to comfort and to encourage and to be like a place of refuge for people who need it. Uh, and maybe for your family, maybe that's what you need right now. So whatever it is, God has something, and it's not just one thing, but there is something he has for you in this season that he wants you to conceive in your heart and to give, to carry and to give birth to. And he does it over and over again. I've seen him do it in my life, and I think it's actually really exciting. Um, even though it's sometimes challenging as well, and here's why. It involves a process, right? So um, we conceive something, and like in the natural, when a pregnancy starts, you don't see anything at the beginning. And I'm not saying that's always true for the things God speaks to us, but I know it's sometimes true. Anybody else ever experienced that? <laughs> okay, so God speaks something to you and you get all excited and you're like, I'm pregnant. And then three months go by and you don't really see anything except you feel sick in the morning maybe. <laughs> I don't want to speak that over any <laughs> pregnant woman here or myself. Um, just, you get the idea. It's... We're excited about what God just spoke to us. And then there is this process. And oftentimes we don't see anything at the beginning. And when I thought about this, I thought God could have created human beings. God have, could have created women and babies in such a way that they would be born after a day or two. But he chose not to. He chose to create, to design human life in such a way that there would be this process of growth. And just like there's this, all these pictures of growth and, and um, of how life works in creation and in nature, um, it's the same for spiritual life, really. It's the same for our walk with God. And there is this process where we conceive something from God in our heart. And we have to carry it for a while sometimes, even if we don't see anything at the beginning. And one of the reasons I believe that God created us in such a way that a baby would actually be in a mom's belly for nine months is because I think the mom and the dad probably need a while to <laughs> prepare for the fact that they'll have another person in their family. Or maybe it's the first child and they'll just have to get used to the thought of being parents. Right? I mean, I don't have kids, but that's what I've seen in my friends' lives who do have kids. <laughs> and 
And I think that that's what happens when God speaks something to us or when we conceive something from him in our hearts is that really we won't like to see it right away, but the truth is we need this process. We need to see that grow inside of us. And just like in the natural, um, if a baby is born too early, if it doesn't have enough time to be in the protection of the body of the mother then it really can survive outside of her body. And I feel like maybe some of the things that God has promised to us or that he has spoken into our lives, we haven't seen them come to pass because they haven't spent enough time inside of us to be able to survive on the outside of us. So it's not like it's not happening. It's not like the word that God gave us wasn't true or the prophetic word we received from somebody else. It's not that it was a bad prophecy. It just needs some time. And so if parents have to be pre- get prepared for having a baby, especially maybe if it's their first baby, um, that's the way I see it when God speaks something to me, when God promises me something, when he promises me something new. God will make sure it happens because he promised. So my job... I know I have conceived something. All I have to do is get ready for it. My job is to position myself to, to see that thing, that dream, that vision, that project, that favor grow in my life uh, until it's the time where it's actually birth. And then there's a whole other process after that. But if God promises me something, he will make sure it comes to pass. So all I have to do is get ready for it. All I have to do is, you know, buy a crib and buy all those tiny little clothes and some diapers and, and get ready for having a baby. Because what we do sometimes is God tells us something and we go and sit there and say, so where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is the fulfillment of that word you gave to me? Where, I, I can't see anything. And we get frustrated and, and we get discouraged And I've been there. That's why I'm saying it. (laughs) I'm speaking to myself. But (laughs) I think instead we might as well just get up and go, so what? once I have this baby in my arms, what is it going to need to be able to survive? And I don't know if you get the picture, but once I have the fulfillment of this promise in my arms, once I have this dream or this vision that God gave me, once I'm actually seeing it, Will I be prepared to to nurture it and take care of it and protect it? Because if not, then I might as well spend the time that I'm over here being frustrated and discouraged, getting ready for what God has promised me. So whatever that looks like for you, whatever the thing is that you feel you carry, or even this morning that you're conceiving from the heart of God, um, this is what I call God's baby. (laughs) And this is why I call this message Carrying God's Baby. And how many of you were here on the Walton Academy graduation weekend? Not just on Sunday, but the other nights as well. Okay, so some of you will know what I'm talking about. Um, when Ivan spoke, I think it was Friday night, he had this word about barrenness being broken off of, of, peop- of families or women 
Um, and he was talking in the natural, like that some people were going to have babies that couldn't have babies before. Um, and when Jonathan was in Germany at a conference we had in May, there was another word or, or something that somebody saw, that they saw angels bringing in babies, and people actually ran to the place where the person saw that and, and acted as if they were, like, picking a baby up and carried it to their seat. Um, so it was, there was these two prophetic words about angels bringing babies and that God is breaking off barrenness. And um, I felt like I was supposed to to share that with you this morning, this prophetic word, but in a spiritual sense, that God is breaking off spiritual barrenness from our lives. And that we, we're not only able to conceive what he is speaking to us and what he wants to do in our life, but that we would actually have the, the strength and, and everything that it takes to carry that, the, the time that is needed to see it come to pass. So there's this other part of what the angel is speaking to Mary, and it's in verse 32 and 33. Um, I'll just read it again. It says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Um. So I don't know, maybe some of you have been to the Supernatural Bible School. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah. Okay. Um, so at least those of you, and I'm sure some of the others as well, know that what the angel is talking about here is actually a fulfillment of a prophecy that was given to King David. So it's a whole other part of history where there was this prophetic word to David that he would have a descendant who would sit on the throne, who God would give an eternal throne, and that there would be no end to his kingdom. And here is Mary, or here are we, in another time of history, and God is speaking to us about something, and God is giving us something, and sometimes we don't even realize that our lives are part of a greater story. And that what God is doing in our life is most probably the answer to somebody's prayer a few decades or even centuries ago. And maybe sometimes that's too big for us to grasp, but I feel I sometimes need that. I need to take a step back and look at my life and say, this is just part of history. This is just one part of a, a story that God is writing with humanity. And that there are people who have come before me and I'm standing on their shoulders. And whatever God is doing in my life and whatever I carry from him, um, I'm able to see that, see that um, being birthed thanks to the people who, have, who walked before me and who made sure that I would have a different starting point than they had. And even if we are... And I think I feel that applies to you even if you're, you feel like you're a pioneer in some sort of way, in some area of your life. Even there, we have to remember that there are people who walked before us who made sure that we would have a different starting point in life than they had and to honor them for that. And then there's this other part where we also have to understand that there will be a generation after us and we want to make sure that we give them a different starting point than we had. 
Um, so looking at Mary's story or at her, her conversation with the angel, I just feel like we have to make sure sometimes that we remember that our lives are not isolated. We're not just an individual, but we're part of a story, and that God thinks generational. Because Mary was carrying this fulfillment to the promise that King David had. And what you're carrying is the fulfillment to promises that God maybe gave other generations before you, or maybe a promise that God gave your parents, or a promise that God gave this church or this town about something that he wants to do. So it's more important than you think. Okay, let's keep reading. Um, We'll just read verse 34 through 38. Luke chapter 1. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her own old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to, be fulfill- to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. This is my favorite part. <laughs> I love this. Mary asks, how will this be? You just told me about this huge, incredible thing that God wants to do in my life, through my life. He wants, to, he wants me to carry and to give birth to the Savior of the world. How will this be, since it's not naturally possible? Um, she doesn't say, how can this be? How is this possible? She just say, how will this be? So she knows that God is going to fulfill his word. She just asks, how is this going to happen? And I think it's valid to ask that question. I've asked God, how will this be, when he's spoken things to my life? And I think it's... Um, Sometimes it's good to do that when God promises you something, when God speaks something into your life. Because I think there's, um, if we actually wait and listen to his response, there is wisdom in that to, um, to, to go through that process that we just talked about. Um, and so Mary asks, how will this be? And the angel answers, talking about two persons. I don't even know if that word exists, but I'll use it for better understanding. (laughs) Persons, two persons, and one truth that she needs to understand to see this happen in her life. And so um, this is what God always answers to me when I ask him, how will this be? He talks about two persons, and then he talks about this truth that we have to understand to see his promises come to pass. And so... The first person is the Holy Spirit. He says, um, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So how will this be? Through the Holy Spirit. Not through your own strength, through, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then there's the second person that he talks about in his answer to how will this be. And the second person is Elizabeth. And he says, so how will this be? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then there's Elizabeth, and I want you to look at her life. 
I want you to see what God is doing with her. And I want you to be encouraged by that. And I want you to, your faith is going to grow through watching what I'm doing through in her. And Elizabeth was six months pregnant when the angel came to Mary and, and told her that. And she hadn't been able to have a child, but she was having one because God said it. And so to me, in my life, Elizabeth are the people that God has put around me that may be carrying the same thing or something similar, but they are further down the road. <laughs> they may have more experience or just more understanding, more wisdom about what they are walking in, about what they are carrying, um, and ab about what God has given me to carry. And I want to make sure that I have some Elizabeths around me while I'm carrying this thing that God has given me. Because um, God's purposes in our lives come to pass through and in community. It's the Holy Spirit, and then it's community. It's the Holy Spirit and Elizabeth. And... Sometimes our natural reaction would, to hearing about Elizabeth's baby would be, I had this idea first, or God spoke to me about that. Why is she seeing it and I'm not seeing it? And we get maybe jealous or a little miserable. When really he wants us to rejoice And he says, rejoice in what I'm doing in the other person's life. Rejoice in what I'm doing in the life of the person next to you. And Pastor Ralph said that last Sunday. He said, we don't have any competition here. And I, just, I love that. And it's something I can actually feel when I walk through the door. Um, I've been to a few churches in different parts of the world. And you don't feel that everywhere. But I can feel it here. And... So we have a choice. We have a choice to rejoice in what God is doing in the lives of the people around us and to rejoice about their baby, even if it's born first. And we may be a little discouraged because we aren't even seeing ours yet. But we have a choice. And if we actually choose to rejoice in that, then we get encouraged and our faith gets built up to see come to pass what God has promised to us. And so I just want to encourage you, whatever it is that you carry, whatever it is that God has spoken to you, if you don't have anyone around you, just start praying for it. Say, Holy Spirit, show me that person. Show me my Elizabeth or, or several. It's not, it doesn't have to be one person, but those things were meant to happen in community. And I know that you know that because you're living it. This is a community that's living the truth of family. Um, I've been able to feel that while I've been here, and that's just awesome. So we just need to remind ourselves of it every once in a while. So there's the Holy Spirit, and there's Elizabeth. Those are the two persons. And then there's a truth that he said, Mary, you need to understand in order to believe what I just told you. And this is something that I think I'd heard it before, but I actually <clears throat> learned it from Jonathan um, in one of his daily Bible studies <clears throat> a few weeks ago. And as I say, I think I'd heard it before, but when I heard it this time, it hit me so, it, it impacted me so much that I was pondering and meditating about it for days. And it's um, when the angel says, no word from God will ever fail. 
So this is one way of translating it. There's another that says, um, nothing is impossible for God in some English translations and also German and others. Um, <clears throat> and it's not what it actually says in the original text. And um, since some of you probably know these two words, rhema and dunamis, is that how you say it in English? Um, what it actually says is no rhema, no word that God speaks into your life comes without power or comes without, th this is where we get our word dynamite from. So no word that God speaks into your life comes without an explosive power to make itself happen. It's true that nothing is impossible for God, but if we understand this, I think it's actually going to change the way we deal with prophetic words. I think it's going to change the way we deal with the things that God speaks to us directly in our own time with him. Because they carry power. Um, and it's really, there's this word from God, and the word that comes out of God's mouth, it contains all the power needed to make that thing happen. And I really, I was meditating on this for several days, and I just tried to go back to every single word, every single prophecy, every single thing that God has spoken to me, to my life, uh, in the last few years. And I went to those words, and I said, this word contained power. This word contained explosive power. This word contained everything needed to make happen what God promised me. And I think um, we, when God speaks something to us and we think of it as a promise, and I don't really have a better word for it, but I want to challenge that concept for a moment. Because if we hear promise, we think of something that is spoken over here where I'm, I'm promising you that you will have a new house and somebody will give it to you for free. So here's the promise. And then... Somewhere down the road, time goes by, and here is where the promise is being fulfilled. So I don't know about you, but I think this is what I mostly think of when I hear the word promise. And I want to remind us this morning that God's words over our lives are more than promises. I like to think of it as a power injection. That when God says something, he actually injects the power in you to carry and birth that thing, that dream, that vision. It's more like a seed. If you have a, a tiny little seed for a tree, the whole tree is contained in one seed. And that's what God, God's words to our lives are like. He speaks something, and the whole fulfillment is contained in that word. And, and it's all given to you the moment that it's sown into your heart. And then it starts growing roots. And the, we don't see the roots at the beginning. But they're still there. And they're the most important part, actually, to keep that tree stable. So how will this be? God, how are you going to do what you've promised to me? How are you going to, how am I going to birth this child of yours that I'm carrying, this vision, this dream, this project? 
the power of the Holy Spirit, the Elizabeths I've put in your life, and power is contained in my word. And Mary answers and she says, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And this answer is so simple and yet so powerful. Um, I had a little conversation with God when I was on the plane from Germany to New York. Um, and I was thinking about some people that I look up to um, that m have maybe have been like role models for me at some point or are. And in my mind, I got to a person. Um, it was Heidi Baker, actually, <laughs> just because Jonathan mentioned her. Um, and I was having this little conversation with God, and I, at some point I was like, God, you must really trust her. And he said, yes, I do. <laughs> and I said, God, how much do you trust me? And I felt God said to me, um, I, I needed to know that. Like, I was really curious about that, and I love asking him questions. So I said, how much do you trust me? And he said, I trust you with so much more than you're willing to receive right now. And I think that's true for some of us. I mean, I, was, I had something to think about for the rest of my flight. <laughs> and that was a long flight. It was eight and a half hours, I think. I had something to think about <laughs> and to keep talking to him. And I, asked, I, I let that sink in. And then I asked him, so what are those things that you trust me with that I haven't been willing to receive? And he started to talk to me about a few things that... I had to say, I, I, you're right. I said, I have actually said, I'm not ready for this. But you're saying you trust me with that. And the reason I'm sharing it with you is because I believe it's, some of you maybe are experiencing the same thing. And I know that there are so many things on God's heart. There are so many things in heaven that he wants to see manifested in this world. So many pieces of his heart that are just waiting for somebody to be willing to carry them. That are just waiting for somebody to be willing to conceive them. And the question is, are we willing to carry it? Are we willing to go through that process and have it stretch us? Because that's what it does. It stretches us to a point where it can get uncomfortable. And then we start seeing it. That's what happens during pregnancy, and that's what happens with some of the babies that we carry from God. Are we willing to be stretched? I want to pray for us, and I don't know, if you like to stand up, you can, or if you feel more comfortable sitting, because we'll just listen for a minute or so. Um, but just close your eyes and put your hand on your heart, Jonathan talked about using our imagination last week. And sometimes we as ladies 
um, have to use our imagination to identify with some of the men in the Bible to learn from them. <laughs> and so today it's the guys who get to identify with a woman <laughs> using their imagination. But you can be pregnant with something in your spirit. And I'd just like to take this word that the angel gave to Mary, and I'll change it, change it just a little bit so we would understand a little better what God is saying to us. And just listen to this. And you can picture or you can use your imagination to actually step in and, and see that angel talking to you. It says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. He's for you. Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth in your spirit something from God's heart. And I want you to listen for a moment. Just listen. And some of you are going to conceive something new right now. Just listen to what that child is for you. There are some people who have had a business on their heart and haven't had the courage to start. And God says, this is valuable for my kingdom, and I need you to do this. I've been looking for people who would be willing to carry this. There is somebody who has um, been carrying a, a, a CD or recording for a while and God says this is from me you conceived that from my heart and I need you to give birth to it and if you have received something new I want you to go home and write it down because there is power in that word it says you will conceive in your spirit and give birth and what, I'm, what, what you've conceived and what you're carrying from me is my fulfillment to the prayers and promises to former generations. It's part of the story I'm writing with humanity, and it will leave a legacy for coming generations. And you may ask, how will this be? And God says, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then I've put some Elizabeths around you. Look at their lives. And be encouraged by what I'm doing in them. Because no word from me comes without power. And every word that I speak contains the power and the resources and the favor and the protection and the provision and the wisdom to fulfill itself in your life. And just for one more minute, I want you to with your eyes closed, go back to words and promises that you've received from God in the past. Very personal things for your life. I want you to go back to those words and start seeing them as a power injection. The moment that word came out of the mouth of God, it carried in itself everything that you needed to give birth to it.
There is a resources. There is a finances. There is a revelation. There is a relationships. And God, I just speak that over every life right now in the name of Jesus, God. We call those things out. We call those things that, that they carry, God, that every person carries. We call them to be birthed and to live and to grow and to be multiplied. And I thank you for sending the key people into each person's life that they need to walk with to see this happen. I thank you for sending resources upon resources upon resources that they need, God. I thank you for releasing wisdom and knowledge and revelation for how to, how to handle these huge things that you have trusted us with because you trust us, because we are highly favored. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just want to—I want you to extend your hand and just uh, just extend your hand and release favor and kindness and God's goodness to Judith. Uh, Father, we thank you for the word that you've released uh, through a precious daughter empowering, encouraging, inspiring us. Uh, Father, we pray you'd bless her. She's already blessed, but more. Father, we, uh, we just thank you for the privilege of having her here at New Hope this morning. And we receive her gift. We receive her as the gift. And we thank you for what you're doing in her life. And we just are blessed this morning. Amen. Amen.